In the letter of Hebrews, we're told that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, meaning that the word of God wants to do something in our lives. But what happens in those moments when we're engaging the word of God and it does nothing for us? That's exactly what we're gonna talk about in this episode, where when we have those times in our lives, we don't disengage because of discouragement, we actually lean in more. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'd love to invite you to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and share this with someone that you think needs to hear this. All right, let's dig in and see what we've got for the day. Hello everyone, I'm Brad Gray and welcome to the Teaching Series Podcast. I've learned that most of us have never been taught how to engage the Bible the way it was intended in its original context, and we are missing out on so much. I created the Teaching Series, which is a weekly video series that explores some aspect of the Bible in its original context, and then talks through how we can apply it well to our own context. This podcast is the audio version of those highly visual video teachings, which can be found at walkingthetext.com. Please feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and let's jump into the episode. I was recently teaching at the church that my family and I attend. I'm not on staff there, but I'm part of the teaching team. And so I get to teach there quite regularly. And we were in a series on the seven letters of Revelation, and I got Pergamum. And Pergamum is this fascinating letter that Jesus wrote through the Apostle John to the Jesus-following community in Pergamum. And one of the things that Jesus does is he addresses the community on their compromise. That culture was so overpowering that they were bending to the waves of culture. And Jesus called them out on that. And he called them out on that with his word. In fact, he even said, if you're not gonna repent, I'm gonna come to you and I'm gonna fight against those who are compromising with the words of my mouth, with the sword of my mouth, which was a reference to the word of God. And one of the things that I, I said in that teaching that just resonated with a lot of people, and it's what I believe maybe some of you would affirm this as well, but I believe that the greatest threat to the American church in the 21st century is biblical literacy, that we don't know what God's word says. And one of the things Jesus did in this letter is that he called out his followers for compromising. And I think compromising can come on two ends of the spectrum. On one end of the spectrum, it can be, well, we just don't think God really cares. And so we just kind of engage in this thinking it's really not that big of a deal. And this letter to Pergamum, Jesus kind of nips that in the bud and says, no, no, this matters to me. But then on the other side of the spectrum, I think compromise can come in the form of, we don't even know that we're compromising. And so because we don't know the word of God, because we don't know what the truth says, we outsource our truth for culture to define for us. And when we hear the arguments and the discussions, we go, oh, this must be what God is for. And so we engage in compromising behaviors, not even knowing that we're compromising. And that's why knowing the very words of God is so important in our lives and in our world today. And we see the centrality of scripture 
um, all throughout the scriptures. Uh, In our last episode, we talked about being intentional with God's word. We talked about the need to dig and discuss and that that's how we get to the depths of what God would want us to get out of his word. And we talked about Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, where it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. These words I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and upon your gates. The word of God is to pervade all of our lives. And we see passages in other parts of scripture that are so helpful to help us understand what the word of God does. Uh, Hebrews 4 says that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. The word of God wants to do something in us. It wants to confront us. It wants to challenge us. It wants to encourage us. It wants to expose things. It wants to help us. The word of God is living and active, Hebrews 4, 12 tells us. And then the apostle Paul reminding his young protege, Timothy, in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, Paul reminds Timothy of the power and purpose of scripture. And he says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be fully equipped for every good work. Scripture is there to equip us. And when we are constantly engaging in the Word of God, the Word of God is doing something to us. But here's the question that I want to pose in this episode. And the question is this. What happens in those times when we don't feel like Scripture is doing anything for us? Uh, We may be listening to a really, what seems to be a powerful teaching in our church community or our house church or wherever we worship, and we go, man, it just feels like this should move me, but I feel nothing. Uh, Or for maybe uh, several days in a row, you have gotten up in the morning and you have read the word of God and you go, I just don't feel like I'm getting anything out of it. Like what happens in those moments? Well, going back to that passage in Deuteronomy and getting into verse five, which comes on the heels of hero Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Verse five says, these words I give you today are to be upon your hearts. So one day the disciples come to their rabbi and they say, rabbi, we have been discussing and debating the text this morning and we're confused about something. And the rabbi says, well, what are you confused about? And the disciples say, why does Moses tell us in Deuteronomy that we are supposed to put God's holy words upon our hearts, why not in our hearts? To which the rabbi replies, because as we are, our hearts are hard and we cannot put God's holy words in our hearts. And so we put them upon our hearts and there they stay until one day the heart breaks and the words just fall in. This is one of my 
favorite stories because it speaks to the reality that at times our hearts are ready to receive God's words and they just fall in immediately. But at other times, nothing happens. You know, at times we have these astounding encounters with the words of God. At other times, we simply hear crickets. And what can happen for many of us is that if we have some um, consistent experiences with the word of God, where it doesn't do anything for us, then for many of us, we get discouraged. And in our discouragement, we disengage from the word of God. We don't commit to getting back into God's word on a regular basis. We, we fall away because we have this sense in our lives that we should receive what we're looking for right away. That the reason why we get discouraged and disengaged is because we live in an instant culture and it pervades our lives on so many fronts. I mean, think about what happens when most of us wake up in the morning. We come downstairs and we have access to instant coffee. Uh, when I was visiting my friend's house not long ago, it was like, oh my goodness, you all are coffee fanatics. Can we borrow your kitchen for an episode? Because one of the things that most of us do when we wake up in the morning is we either come downstairs or we come out into our kitchen and we have instant coffee. We don't have to even wait for it to brew. Two minutes or less, we have a hot cup of coffee in our hands and we can kind of launch into our day that way. And it's not just our, our coffee. It's like we grab our coffee and then we immediately maybe grab our phones. And what do we have access to? We have instant access to the weather. What's the weather going to be like today? I can find that out in five seconds. Uh, instant access to the news, instant access to scores and highlights, instant access to anything we want. I mean, you think about this, the moment most of us even feel a moment of boredom, what's the first thing we do? We grab our phone. Why? Because we want instant entertainment. And we come out of the store and we get into the parking lot and we're like, oh, I forgot that thing in the store. No matter, I'll just have Amazon deliver it tomorrow. We are so used to getting what we want when we want it that we all of a sudden hold our engagement with the Bible to the same speed level of what we expect from a caring machine. And that's simply not how scripture works. Sometimes it does. I mean, sometimes our hearts are ready and those words like race into our heart. But more often than not, the word of God may not seem like it is doing much for us the moment that we are engaging it. But here's the thing that I want you to hold on to, is that if the words are there, then the worth is there. And here's what I mean by that. The, the word of God is inherently valuable. It is worth everything. But when we engage it, we may not experience that worth right away. It may not be instant gratification that the word of God is doing something for us. But if the words are sitting on our heart, then their worth to us is available to us. 
But if we kind of get into this discouragement mentality and we disengage, and all of a sudden we're no longer putting the words of God on our hearts, then when our hearts need the very words of God, they're not there. But if we are disciplined, if we recognize that sometimes we're gonna get a lot out of the words of God, we're gonna get a lot out of a sermon, and we go, okay, I will bless God and be grateful in those moments. But at the same time, if we hear a sermon or we're engaging the words of God and it doesn't immediately move us, we can go, I bless God for that as well because I am placing God's words upon my heart. And I will trust that when my heart is ready because the words are there, I will then in those moments see the worth of God's words because the words will fall in. And so that's what I want to encourage you with today, that you would be disciplined in coming back to the words of God on a regular basis, that at times your heart may be ready and at times your heart may not, but not to be discouraged in those moments, not to disengage from the words of God, but to continue to engage God's words on a regular basis. And as we talked in the last episode, we talked about digging and discussing, about being intentional with the word of God, that it's not only in our own personal study, but it's in discussing the words of God with others that we grow in our understanding of the words of God. You know, this passage in Deuteronomy says, impress these words upon your children. You know, this idea of engaging them in conversation with your kids. I know for some of you, Parents out there who are watching this, like me, there are times where you're having conversations with your kids and you're going, I don't think any of these words are breaking in. And you are like trying to shower them and bathe them with the words of God and the truth of life. And you're discussing, you know, a hard situation or a hard topic. And you're just like, I don't feel like this is connecting with my kids at all. Let me encourage you to continue to impress these words upon your children, not to be overbearing. You know, we all know those stories of kids that were just like, all my parents did was just pack scripture on top of me. And I just got to the point where I was so sick of it that I rebelled simply because I was so tired of just being pressed with these words being brought at me. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where you're having those maybe natural conversations or you create those moments where it is just kind of a seamless transition where you're walking into the words of God. And whether it's you're in the car, you're at the dining room table, or you're just even outside you know, on a nice day, that you would just continue to have those conversations knowing and believing that the words of God are being placed on their heart as well. And when their heart breaks and their hearts are receptive, those words will be there. God will use those words in order to impact their life. So may you continue to stick with it in your own life. May you stick with it in the lives of those you get to do life with. And may you always be reminded that there is worth in the very words of God, whether you experience it right away or you find out later on just how valuable those words were. And let me just leave you with this final passage in Isaiah 55, 10 through 11. God is saying this, he says this, as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish 
so that it provides seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. It will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God's word will do what it's designed to do in our lives. So friends, thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening. And may you walk out the text well in your life. <music>